From the Selfish Path to Romance, download Chapter 1 for free at drkenner.com. I won't see you make him feel like a failure, too. He won't be a failure, Sean. But if you push him, Jerry, if you ride him. I am what I am today because I was pushed and because I learned to push myself. He's not you. You get that? He's not you. Do you get that? That is from Goodwill Hunting. Think of the people who've pushed you in your life. Do you sit back now and say, oh, thank you so much for pushing me? Some people will say that. You know, I never would have practiced piano if mom didn't force me, and now I love the piano. Other people say, I hate the piano. My mother forced me. So you you have to work with the individual. And I say that motivation by duty, by guilt, by fear, backfires. None of us like to feel like we're driven through life with someone saying, did you do this? Did you do that? Oh, have you gone? You, you, you should go back to college. You should get a better job. You should do this. I mean, that's the critical parent. That's the nag. That's that person sometimes inside ourselves that we hate, that voice that we've carried from all of those external voices. We internalize it and we, we have that be our motivation. Then you wonder why so many of us procrastinate because we're fighting that voice. We don't like to be pushed, but it's very different to be enticed to say, I want to learn piano. I want a new job. I want to go to the gym. I want that motivation by your love of values is so significantly different. So if you're trying to motivate yourself, try to find what you love about something and motivate yourself to do it there in that way. That's what I had to do with the gym and it worked like a gem. If you find that you're trying to force to motivate yourself and say, you know, I really want to love baseball, but I don't, and you really don't love baseball, then you don't have to pursue baseball. You don't, you just, it, it helps you question the direction you're going in. So I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner, and that's, you can call me about motivation if you want, and we're, I'm on the rational basis of happiness. Right before the break, I was talking about a woman's situation who had been married for 25 years. It's an abusive relationship. She wants out, but she still has kids at home. And I said I would talk about some of the questions that abuse that you want to look for to see if you're being physically or emotionally abused. Uh, before I do that, I want to give you some visuals. And I think this was good housekeeping. It's an article, When Words Become Weapons, by Leslie Bennett. Uh, there's a, a story about a woman, Meredith, who was a very exec- a successful executive in New Jersey. And then she had triplets. She was overwhelmed and um, she decided to stay home with her baby for a bit. And her husband and Michael was having dinner with friends, with Meredith's friends. And they were talking about her impressive job. And her husband said, oh, that's over. She's a has-been. So can you imagine your husband saying that about you? That your entire career, you're a has-been, you're now home with triplets? And then he pretended, oh, I was only joking. And then you get home and he he yells at you. He says, you're not dressing the kids right. You're dressing them the wrong way. Or he looks at the drawers. He goes, these drawers are a mess. And he throws everything on the floor. Your body disgusts me, he tells you. You just had three kids. You had triplets. And you just try to pretend it's not happening. And you stay in the relationship. Well, think again. Because in a book, this is an older book, uh, Women Who Love Men and the Men Who Hate Them, Dr. Susan Forward 
give some tips to look for to see if you're in an abusive relationship. Number one, does he assume the right to control how you live and behave? Number two, have you given up important activities or people in your life, family and friends, in order to keep him happy? Number three, does he devalue your opinions, your feelings, your accomplishments? Number four, does he yell, threaten, or withdraw into angry silence when you displease him? Number five, do you have to walk on eggshells, rehearsing what you'll say so you won't set him off? Number six, does he bewilder you by switching from charm to rage without any warning? Those arbitrary attacks, you're always on eggshells. Number seven, do you often feel confused, off balance, and inadequate with him? This is not a soulmate. You're supposed to feel at home, comfortable, and love with the person that you're with. Number eight, is he extremely jealous and possessive of you? And number nine, does he blame you for everything that goes wrong in the relationship? So those are some things to look for. Again, that's from Dr. Susan Forward's book, a fabulous book. It's an older book, Women Who Love Men and the Men Who Hate Them. And again, I know the situation can be reversed too, that a woman can be a tyrant and a man can be stuck in the relationship feeling like a real wimp and not know how to leave the relationship. So it it goes both ways. Um, So I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner, and you want to have a wonderful relationship in your life. Okay, see what you think about the following uh, question I received from Ralph. Dear Dr. Kenner, I've got a good job, a nice home, money, a nice car, a pretty girlfriend, and yet I find myself not very happy. I get very emotional over things I see on TV or hear in songs, mostly things that have to do with love, friendship, or family. I get angry with my girlfriend sometimes, and usually over small stuff. I am mean in my words to her, and sometimes with people when I disagree with them. I really don't seem to like people much. They always disappoint me. Why don't I like myself or people? Ralph. Okay, so you've got a lot of clues here that you get very emotional, which means a very high value is at stake. The intensity of emotion tells you that something important is at stake. So you get emotional over love, friendship, and family. So where have you had loss, sadness, betrayal in your life over those issues? Was it with your first girlfriend? Was it with your own family members, a real traumatic family, even though it was a loving family? What ideas did you pick up along the path in your life, or what ideas did you choose, maybe friendships, where you feel like people are going to hurt you, they'll always disappoint you, they'll always betray you, and then you notice any small thing that a person does, and you go, there it goes again, there's the same thing all over again, it's dad all over again, or it's my brother who used to pick on me all over again, or it's my mother who used to be so critical all over again. You want to find out what exactly went on in your life, and then you need some coping strategies, so I would definitely get some cognitive therapy. I'd go to the website academyofct.org, cognitivetherapy.org, and try to find a therapist in your area who will give you skills. But you need to figure out not only what the source was for this so that you're not a mystery to yourself, but then how to understand your own emotions, how to read your own mind and prevent it. You need alternative strategies. So in a book on controlling anger by... um, 
the anger workout book by doc, Dr. Weisinger, I think, no, Weisenberger, I think it is. Um, he talks about how when you, you need to interrupt that anger cycle. So if you're about to be angry, you can feel it rising. You need to get away. You need time out, as we would tell the kids. You need to think to yourself, I'm beginning to feel angry. I've got to take a time out. And then go for a walk, jog, clean the garage. You need mental time out. He even advocates, listen to three songs on the radio or sit down because he says nobody has had a peace talk standing up. And when you sit down and you lean back, it's harder to yell. When people yell, they lean forward and they put their finger in someone's face, pointing. So lean back and make it less exciting. Keep your hands at your side or sit on them if you need to so you won't shake your fist. You need to try to buy some time and apologize to your girlfriend in advance and tell her that you're working on the problem. Work with her. Maybe she can come into some... Uh, therapy sessions with you so that she feels validated and sees that it's your problem and sees how she can work with you and not make it worse if she's still choosing to stay with you. So again, you need to also make a map for yourself. Visualize what you would prefer to do. What view of people would you prefer to have? And what people have not betrayed you? You need to get a little grocery card of people who haven't betrayed you in your life. And that that's going to be the seeds of it, which which of what will eventually grow into a much better premise about people, that you can manage people, that you like them, that you can stay away from the people that will harm you, but that there are very good people in the world world worthy of seeing. Coming up, what would happen to you during a major disaster like a storm or an automobile crash or a fire or a disease outbreak? We are fortunate enough to have the assistance today of a trauma expert. He's Dr. James Campbell, and we're going to discuss how to deal with any traumatic event and the factors that affect how people react in a crisis. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner on the rational basis of happiness. Your future hasn't been written yet. No one's has. Your future is whatever you make it, so make it a good one. Here's an excerpt from The Selfish Path to Romance, the serious romance guidebook by clinical psychologist Dr. Ellen Kenner and co-author Dr. Edwin Locke, who's world famous for his theories in goal setting. Do you feel at home psychologically with your partner's personality or is there constant friction or hurt? Do you feel relaxed, in sync, on the same wavelength or tense, at odds alienated. Do you enjoy being around your partner or do you feel relieved to be alone or prefer the company of others? Do your partner's habitual ways of acting make you happy, secure, and yet excited or anxious, angry, and depressed? These questions, which can be answered by introspection, will help you identify if you have found your personality soulmate. You can download Chapter 1 for free by going to drkenner.com. And you can buy The Selfish Path to Romance at Amazon.com.